What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Philip Sable, and uh, we're in Philadelphia, Mississippi, in the Sandtown community, and this is Jacked Up Willie.
Jacked up Willie. Just change the dynamics on it for. Yeah, so this I wish mic would do that. Yeah, so it was focused directly on you, so yeah. nothing back here was on. I got you. Yeah, so it's multiple. Yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. three, so that we're in the figure eight now. So anything over there, it's not gonna pick up. It's just between you and I. Wow, how much is that? I got everything in that case. I think it was one seventy nine. Really? That was Amazon, and that mic. What was stupid about it? The AKG mic. It was. By itself, two right, twenty nine, right, and I right. was like, "Why wouldn't you?" Uh huh. <laughs> I got I got some MXLs in there that are nice, but we're talking like it's like the that and the smaller one, the small condenser, the the little bullet looking one. Yeah. For I don't know, it was like a hundred and something for both of them. Yeah. But it, but they're not directional or nothing like that. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was that was a big deal because like as you see, it was. Yeah. One thing I wanted was. I've run it off two mics, like when I had a, a swindle on. Yeah. Uh, when we did the episode on the elbow room, he had a mic, I had a mic. And, like, I did not enjoy the editing and going back and doing, like, oh, multi-tracks. He showed, me, he showed me some shit, though. On, on recording. He actually, man, I wish he I could He wasn't bad. I wish I would have got that chance to pick his brain. Just because if you spend that much time around music, yeah, you're going to learn something. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Definitely. But I did, we actually did play the last, the very last elbow show room. at the Elbow Room, yeah. And that was awesome. That was really, really something. And so I really only got to know him for about a year and a half or so before he passed. But that was me. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, I started up the podcast and I met him at a show at the Sunstroke House one night. And me and him got to talking. And like, oh, you're Rob Swindle. You own, yeah. you own the bow. Yeah. And uh, we ought to do an episode sometime. Because at that time, he had started selling, like, vinyls and comics out of a bar. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Just, pizza, yeah, I pizza was, beer, music, and comic <laughs> books. Yeah, I was just blown away. I was like, I got to figure this out. <laughs> right, right. Well, man, you ready to get going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Welcome you to Porch Salt. This is your host, Alan. And uh, as Philip mentioned, we are in Philadelphia. And uh, I've been excited about having Philip on. Uh, I'm a blues fanatic and... Uh, Philip can play it as you just heard and so man just coming up man how'd you even get into the blues was it the area was it your parents was it uh, old records was it the community or a little of all of that I guess my, my my dad and mom were Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin 101 growing up and ZZ Top obviously kind of gets you into the blues and then I kind of I steered away a little in high school and went the whole Young dude route, Bob Dylan-ish and all that. You know, everybody's got to go through their Bob Dylan phase. And then I, w I was, went to a widespread panic concert in Birmingham. I never really heard of these guys before, but North Mississippi All-Stars opened up for widespread that night. And me and my buddy, feeling pretty good, going to go on in there a little early. And we get in there and just absolutely floored away by Luther Dickinson. And and, and then so I just dove down the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And so for the next years, five, six, seven years, just going to festivals and playing and meeting these guys and, and trying my best to, to delve off into the R.L. Burnsides and all that. And then, you know, and that was, that was at that point, wasn't even really playing. Like, was just playing guitar, you know, like at the house and stuff. And 
but I just would stick after, you know, hang out. Luther Dickinson, I know, remembers me because I asked that dude what tuning he used like 18 times. <laughs> after every, I would stay after every show and be like, what tuning did you use tonight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and he, so we, we actually kind of met each other that way, and that opened a few doors a little bit. And I don't, he, he would probably, if you asked him, you know, hey man, you remember that guy from 2011 that asked you daily in Mississippi what tuning you were using? He would probably remember it, but <laughs> but so then then from there, I started going to the festivals and then you know meeting these guys. There's a there's the thing about it is is that if you really want to, all you gotta do is go to the Delta one day, ride around. You know what I mean? Because you can go to the blue the blue front which is like my second home now and meet jimmy duck holmes and he's one of the living legends of the blues you know what i mean he plays in the bentonia style and Uh if you like hill country blues bentonia is kind of on the side of uh if you say hill country is mostly an eng then bentonia style is mostly in uh D. Mostly comes out of D, and it's actually in reality, it's actually more like C sharp. It's you know, it's it's in there, and uh, you got your your Jack Owens, your Henry Stuckies, your your Jimmy Duck, obviously. Skip James was Bentonia style. The uh, Belton Sutherland from the Deep Blues mm-hmm. movie. He's the guy that does blues number two. That real nasty growly blues. Yeah. He's uh, that's Bentonia blues. And so that's, you know, I went over there with a good friend from mine up here, uh, Dad, that guy I actually grew up with. His dad happens to be in the blues, too, and he takes me over there, and he's like, okay, we get there early as shit. And he's like, hey, man, I'm going to I'm gonna introduce you to, to, uh, <laughs> here comes the rain. Yeah. To, let me stop it. Mm-hmm. Mind if I get one in? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we can go inside, I need to. It might not oh. Yeah. We might be okay. If need be, man, I can, uh, we can just record a little bit and, and let the rain. Cancellation, yeah. yeah. Later on. Yeah. I bet it works, works a lot better when you're not trying to make live music tracks. I love Audacity, though. I still bounce. To be shit. free? Man, that's what Reaper's free, too. And that's what Reaper is, uh, Reaper's kind of in between, like, Audacity and Pro Tools and shit. It's got that same kind of interface as Pro mm-hmm. Tools and stuff does. But it's free. But, uh, oh man, I still bounce shit from Audacity yeah. to Reaper all I the time. I prefer their noise canceling over noise, Pro Tools. They're noise canceling. They have uh, the Amplify stuff. It's harder to get that effect anywhere else. Um, what else do I use it for? To, like, trim. It's easier, way easier to trim a song on Audacity. Like, when you get it done or trim something, just go in and click, click, click. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I don't know. Really, yeah, there's a few other things. Exporting, it's easy to export shit off. Our is just so easy to use. Yeah. Very user-friendly. GarageBand's a nightmare. I don't know if you ever mess with that. I don't. I I actually been in the Android kick for the last couple of years. But yeah, I used to GarageBand. The only good thing about GarageBand is it's fucking like all-encompassing. So if like I'm doing something on GarageBand and you are too, we yeah, can we bounce can back. Yeah, easily. But I do that like. You can use Audacity and Dropbox and do the same thing. Yeah. You know, just bounce files back and forth, yep. put stems, just send me the stem. I do that. I got a buddy in Pensacola, Florida. I produce his stuff for him, bounce stuff back and forth all the time. Yeah. So, man, like, before the, I guess it's gone, before the rain kicked in, yeah. uh, we're talking Hill Country Blues. I never thought about the blues like that in Keys. Yeah. They, they, uh, it's, it's, 
your Delta Blues, if you just think straight Delta Blues, to me, I I think major, major blues all day long, like, like the, uh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. If I'm thinking any hill country stuff is stripped down, just minor, you know, just basic and minor and just got that. That's why I like I gravitated towards that kind of blues. The, the Delta blues is kind of happy and bouncy and stuff, yeah. especially the, the real pre-war stuff, but the Hill Country blues is just gnarly and thick and, and it just got that deep like sound from that, from what you would think people that were sad about the shit they were sad about would be, you know? Yeah. But and I mean, just, just the characters that came from it, man. And he wouldn't even, it's like Jimmy Duck Holmes. He's 70-something years old. Blue Front Cafe has started in the 40s. It's the last juke joint left in the state of Mississippi. If you get a chance to go when all this calms down or the anniversary thing's coming up, if you ever get a chance to go, go. We did the festival outside on the front porch with people everywhere, distance, spaced out. Yeah. It's the whole town just shuts down. It's a little bitty old town about the size of Sugar Rock. I mean, it ain't nothing to it but uh, but the Blue Front Cafe. But it's been there since the 40s. And you, this guy, you would think, you know, his last album was made by Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys, mm-hmm. and he, you know, I. I oh, he done play. it from Easy Eye. Yeah, he did. His 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 was released. Jimmy Duck Holmes' last album was released from Easy Eye. I got to play. <laughs> That's incredible. I got to play the album release party at the Blue Front Cafe. I got to meet uh, the Black Keys management okay. and get to meet Auerbach. Was supposed to be there, but for whatever reason, but. Marcus King played on it too, and Jimmy Duck. Right before we did the album release party, he went and opened for Jason Isbell in Nashville, opened for the Black Keys in Washington D.C., and comes back and he's showing me on his damn near flip phone, you know, <laughs> pictures of from the stage of Washington D.C. Just thousands of people, you know Throats. what I mean? And the, he shows me a video that somebody else had sent him, and it was like. You know, he gets out there and he's like, y'all want to make old old boy from Mississippi feel welcome and the place just erupts and you can see it. This guy was a school counselor, retired from Yazoo County School District, and then gets famous. as He's been playing blues all his life, been playing that Bentonian style of blues all his life, but he, you know, then he gets famous years after, you know. Yeah. He's, but he's he's already retired from the state of Mississippi and everything. But as cool as as cool as he could possibly be, you know what I mean. You know, for like I guess for like I would say a majority of cats like that, it, it usually they've been doing it forever, and they just get found like what would seem like I've been doing this for thirty oh, four yeah, years. There's there's a ton of them too. They come down and play all the festivals. Like there's a there's a little group of guys, and I you know I try to work my way into it. All these guys are older and a lot more established. And like Nineteenth Street Red D Carp. If you've never heard of D Carp, he's lives right up there in Clarksdale, right up from the crossroads, and he makes harmonicas. He's, like, sponsored by Honor, like, known by Honor. <laughs> he makes. He's one of the baddest harmonica players. Everybody said he's got, like, the best tone in the world. And he's just this dude that goes around and plays festivals in the middle of nowhere in Mississippi, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he probably plays the Howlin' Wolf stuff sometimes up around Columbus, if they still do it, I don't know. But I think they did last year. I know yeah, they didn't but, this year. But he's, uh, you know, he's... You barely would even know about it. Man, I got some tracks of his from the festival. Just blow you away, you know. But he's one man. He just does the guitar and harmonica. Got takes a drummer around with him and just yeah. So not, not, you use your, your yeah. I use that right thing there right there and, and nice. got I got some. If you got some headphones, I'll let you check it out before you leave. I don't know if I I might have some. I don't I don't know if I don't I'm know if mine are right. sanitized very well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know these days. Yeah, I'm telling you. 
but yeah the like what i was telling you before we got started the a lot of them like junior kimbrough i'll show you if, if you want me to play another one yeah man i will show you a uh just how junior kimbrough does and he for the most part would just go standard tuning but he would go up on his g string or on his he would tune his top e to g yeah. all the way up to g and it, then you get that Gnarly stuff, you know what I mean? Just
they got the old blues guys, old Alan Lomax dude, just went around and sat on some porches out in the Delta and yeah. recorded everybody, and that's where most of the recordings come from, you know. It was pretty cool. He had a real primitive version of this, but... Right. Yeah. That's, uh... Those old haunted recordings, like, uh... I'm tripping on the Water Valley. What was that record that caught a lot of those hill country guys before they, uh... The, uh, uh they, they, they got uh, the Fat Black Keys. Fat Possum. Yes, Fat yeah. Possum. Yeah, there's some, there's some good and bad floating around about Fat Possum. Yeah. I've run across a lot of that good and bad in my days, too. I'm not going to throw any, anybody under the bus, but I've seen some festivals that would be a lot bigger if the people running them weren't, weren't, weren't the people running them, you know what I mean? Sure, for sure. Especially in the hill country world, but, you know, there's a there's a little divide a lot of people don't know about. Wouldn't be the blues if you didn't have barking dogs, would it? No, you got to have it. <laughs> got to have it, barking, barking dogs. Well, man, just like so, from early years, uh, the Bob Marley. Uh, what, oh yeah. Was you always playing the blues, or? I kind of like when I first started. I didn't start playing guitar at all until I was sixteen. Yeah. And I, when I first started playing guitar, I can remember one of the first little licks like I ever learned. Just some. <laughs> and I was just remember, thinking. Man, that's so cool. This little blues lick I picked up from Tab somewhere, and I was like, I would love to learn how to play blues. And, you know, and then once you hear something, I got stuck on that hill country stuff, and I realized, man, it's, it's not really that hard. You know, as far, as far as, like, guitar skill goes, some of it, some of it's tough. Yeah. Oh, boy, don't mean no harm. He just likes to bark. <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, you know, so I get stuck on the hill country stuff and realize it's not too bad. It's not really that hard to play. It's it's hard to be good at, but it's not all that hard to play. And then I've got a buddy of mine who lives in California now that we've done, uh, we do a little side project thing called the Delta Get Down. And we've played in North Carolina, as far away as North Carolina, doing that stuff. But it's uh, it's basically kind of like your Tom Rothrock, Fat Possum R.L. Burnside stuff, that kind of electronic, upbeat, bluesy stuff he was doing with them, and uh, we kind of run with that that kind of the style a little bit. But he, uh, me and him got into it a lot together, started going to the festivals and playing a lot of it, and he somehow landed a gig with us opening for Cedric Burnside Project back in the day when they were just blowing up before. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was actually, we were actually with them the night they found out they got nominated for the Grammy is the second time we opened up for them. So we opened up for them in Meridian. We get in there and we absolutely kill it. You know, we get on stage and we kill it with, with Cedric and Trenton and, you know, make good friends with them, hung out with them and stuff. And so then they did a New Year's Eve show with Cedric, Trenton, and Gary Burnside, R.L.'s son, in uh, Jackson. And we got to open up for them there and play with them there. And uh, while we were there... They found out they got nominated for the Grammy. <laughs> so, you know, that, that was really cool. So we go get, you know, after the show, we're chilling at the hotel, you know, talking all about how yeah. wild it was that thousands of people knew they got nominated for a Grammy before they did. And they find out, <laughs> you know, they find out right before we all get ready to go sound check, you know. So it was, it was pretty cool. And then, you know, the whole getting into the Blue Front Cafe area and 
and getting to meet all those and play with Jimmy Duck. And I got the first time I went over there, I got to sit with him for hours and just learn straight from him. And he prides himself on being like almost impossible to copy. <laughs> and he is, because he plays in this really funky tuning. He goes to C sharp, open C sharp. So basically you go open D, go down a half step from there, and then you take your G string and you go an extra half step down. And so you're in C sharp with uh, a G that would be in the key of C, you know. It's, yeah. So it's and then but he holds that first that finger right there the whole time on his first fret on his G string. So he basically plays in open C sharp the mm -hmm. whole time, and it's but just his funky little pattern and the way he plays, and it's a little off. It's almost like it's it's like a quarter step down from there. It's almost like he tunes flat on purpose just to be. And I watch. I recently watched a video. It was like Quan Willis and Kingfish and some of these young guys that are huge in the blues. Uh -huh. And they all went to the blue front to meet him and play with him, too. And uh, they're all sitting on the porch, and Jimmy's sitting there playing his little thing, and Quan Willis and and uh, Kingfish are playing with him. And you can tell they're halfway lost. And and it's just, I was just, at that moment, I was like, I feel you, dude. Because yeah. I've, I've played with Jimmy <laughs> Duck and just been like, what in the hell is this guy doing right yeah. now? And he'd just be playing the most beautiful little trancey blues stuff you ever heard in your life, but you cannot copy it. Like, you just can't, you know, that's what makes the Bentonia style so different is it's hard to copy. It's hard to, you know, and I can play a little bit of it, and I can play certain tunes of it but then there's certain ones that are way off in left field and it's just like the rhythmic pattern's a little off and if you, you ever listen to red house by Jimi hendrix you'll know what i'm talking about it's not your basic blues pattern it bounces back and forth in a couple of weird uh -huh. spots that if you don't know the song you can't play with somebody yeah. like you're not going to get up and play red house with somebody you might think you can but as soon as you do and they swap when they're supposed to and you don't it's gonna it you're gonna lost. get exposed real quick. Yeah, it's not your typical blues tune, so it's a little, you know, a little harder to stick with. And that's what Jimmy Duck stuff is. And I'm, you know, I'm not gonna say I'm one of the few people that can play with him because I can't. I can play a little bit with him, but there's there's a few people floating around. There's a guy named Robert Conley Farr that lives in Vancouver, Canada, that comes down. And there's a guy named uh, Ryan Lee Crosby from Boston that comes down that we all hang out. And a guy named Nick Wade from Virginia. Yeah. And we all we all kind of trying to learn from him pretty much and he's got people coming from all over though and first time i played there a guy just a guy comes in from japan and we, we end up being good friends now he barely i mean he, he speaks english okay but he can play the shit out some blues man <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean and and he was just like it was his goal in life to go play at the blue front cafe and then we just made his night like we played all yeah. night and he stayed like we didn't know he really wanted to play that bad and he stayed and then, like, 1 o'clock in the morning rolls around, and he was like, man, I just want to play. And like, dude, get your ass up here. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're still here. You've been here, like, six hours. Yes, dude, come yeah. play. And so we played, and then he played for a while, and then I got up there with him, and then we got Jimmy Duck up there with him. This dude was crying when Jimmy Duck Holmes gets up there. You know, he's from, oh, yeah. all come all the way from Japan to be in the face of a blues legend, you know. Yeah. So it's, got to it's, be on stage. It's still him. real, yeah. It's still real over there. And it, but it's it's the wildest place, black, white. Nobody gives a shit. You know, you yeah. have a lot of rich people coming from Madison, a lot of poor black folks coming from out of out in the country around Canton, hanging out. You know what I mean? You wouldn't notice. You wouldn't know that anybody has any money. It's just everybody's just out there For listening the blues. to blues, having a good time. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, man. Uh, like, just with all those uh, blues guys you've been able to play with, and just learning the different styles and. Uh, how to emulate 
Uh, yeah. What a. I mean, you've you've showed how a cover and rolling into your song and then rolling into another. Yeah. Um, do you ever? I try to find my own voice in all of it. Yeah. That's kind of the harder part. But yeah, I've I've actually been working on that. Um, I've I've kind of I kind of jacked my hand up a little bit at work. I'm an electrician, and I kind of twisted my fingers around about two three weeks ago. I don't know. And I was like, okay. Yes, I can get a little better with the slide action now, you know what I mean? So I've been kind of working on the whole Robert Johnson stop breaking down. I've played it for years, but I've been kind of reworking it with a little slide action. Okay. If you want to try that one. Yeah. Better get some rain. All might right. Be better with it. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, it might be a little cooler. put your own spin on a lot of those old songs but they've all been done so much and they're all a lot of them are all old you know old uh 
public domain songs by now. Half of them have just been played by everybody. You know? Yeah. Hell, one of the songs we played, they don't even know who really wrote it. It's nobody's fault but mine. Led Zeppelin does it. All kind of people do it, but who wrote it? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. This song's old, 1870s, probably. This old field holler that turned into a music, you know? Yeah. Well, man, tell me a little bit about uh, just your bands and uh, a little bit about that one-man band. Okay. Well, I've was been with the same drummer, Matt Mason, who's a phenomenal drummer. He taught drum classes, all kind of stuff. He's a really good guy. I've been with him since 2014, probably. We played in a band called Darkwater that we toured all over Mississippi at one point. I kind of fizzled out, and and we all kind of went around, and, but I, I always stayed with Matt. And then we had a band called Magnolia Sound Machine, same thing. We played a good bit around Mississippi, not quite as much as Darkwater, but we also kind of fizzled out. So me and Matt always, in between all of these bands, we always had... You know, just opportunities to play just me and him and that old juke joint ass duo of just a black keys, heavy, thick guitar and a, and a banging ass drummer and that was all you needed, you know yeah. what I mean? And so we got to do that a lot, just in between and we were just like, after after Magnolia Sound Machine split, we were like, hey man, let's just try that. So we're, yeah. we're Groove Johnson is what we go by and, and that's what it is. We're... we're we released a couple things. We got a lot more stuff. That those two songs that we've released on Spotify and iTunes and stuff so far are kind of holdovers from the old stuff that we still like. Now we've written a lot of new stuff that we're fixing to get out, yeah. and it's all thick, gnarly, black keys. It's gonna be nasty. I can't wait to get a lot of it recorded and stuff. And, and yeah, we've got some. We got some good stuff coming, and it's. Uh, and then. Matt stays pretty busy. I stay pretty busy. We both have kids and, and full-time jobs and stuff. So when I get to play by myself, I do one-man band stuff. And I've, I've been doing this for about two or three years, but I'll do the hi-hat. And I like to put a... Uh, I got a little tambourine that clips on my hi-hat on top with my left foot. And I do a bass drum on my right foot. And I've incorporated a little bit of harmonica here and there and I'm not quite as good at that yet I can I can hold a rhythm on harmonica but I feel like if I'm gonna break it out I need to be able to wail on that sucker you know what I mean yeah. not just little rhythmic chops here and there but but uh yeah I, and that's what I'm I'm doing tonight at Wyman's and Meridian and then a couple and I still do that a lot cause you know that that frees me up if my schedule and Matt's schedule don't align for a show well I can still take that show but I just take it by myself you know and I'm I'm the president of the Philadelphia Neshoba County Musicians Guild up here, and it's uh we it's a nonprofit organization. We have our nonprofit status, and we have we encourage all musicians not only from this area but from any other surrounding areas. It's feasible for you to get here to come to meetings when all this dies down, that to come hang out with us and 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 we'll try to help you promote. Man, I I don't believe in I believe music is an art form, and I don't believe in playing music for free. And, and I have a lot of problems with a lot of guys playing for, for strictly, you know, I understand that, that there's an exposure factor and you all want to get it out there, man, but but don't water down the field. Charge, charge, you can get it. You can. You just gotta, you just gotta put yourself out there. Most people don't want to ask for it because they don't want to be told no. Yeah. But, you know, you see it this day and age. It, it, if you're gonna make me money playing music and be a serious musician, you have to play live shows and get paid for it. You're not gonna make any money off Spotify. 
Right. You're not fixing to run around, you know, your neighborhood selling so many CDs that you got noticed and got rich. That, that shit just doesn't happen anymore. You're not getting rich off of YouTube. None of that. If you're getting any money, it's from merchandise and it's from playing live. And the people that don't even try to get money playing live, you're selling yourself way short. And, you know, and I'm a firm believer in that, that like... You know, if everybody would stand up and demand fair pay for what they're doing, you know, for, for their time and their effort and their art, you know, that, that we would all be well taken care of. But there's a lot of people out there that'll just do it to do it. And, and why would a bar, you know, pay this guy who's making his own music when he could pay this, cover this cheesy cover band out here that's playing the same four songs as all the other cheesy cover bands around? Yeah, I got a song called Cover Band County. One day I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna have it nailed down enough to release it. But it's uh, it's just about this Neshoba County and how like if you're not a country cover band around here, people barely even know you play music. Like I played all over Mississippi, played in Alabama, played in Louisiana, played in North Carolina. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's people in this town that don't even have a clue. This is there's 25,000 people in this town. People in this town that don't even have a clue that I play music. You know what I mean? Man. And it, it's it's. If I but if I played country music, Jesus Christ, they'd be jumping all over me. But you know what I mean. I play blues, so they're just whatever. Mm, yeah, whatever. That's right. Or, and it's even worse if you play any kind of uh, you know other art. If you play punk out there, Jesus Christ, yeah, I, I, I hate it for you. I love punk rock, and you know, I, in all honesty, a lot of punk rock kind of derives from the blues, and it's just a lot choppier and 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 sped up. But you know, it's you got some of the same rhythmic patterns and stuff going on, and it's. You know, that kind of, man, if you're doing anything like my buddy's Idol and, and Night Surf and all of them, if you're doing anything original like that, good luck, man. You know what so, I mean? Yeah, and I love them, and I love them to death, but Jesus, like, where, where, if you're not fucking, you know, playing god-awful country music around here, then you're just not getting any, any action, but just, that, you know. Man, that has been my beef. Like, Keep plugging with, away. Huh? With uh, Night Surf, man. Like, start, but won't have it. No, they're good, too. And they're good. And my, my <laughs> old drummer, see, you know, back when it was uh, Fat Axel mm -hmm. and Cody Mason was their drum, was their bass player then. Okay. Okay, he used to be my bass player. He's my bass player's, tw my drummer's twin brother. Matt and Cody are oh. twin brothers. Dad. My drummer and, and Fat Axel's bass player, previous bass player right before they broke up, and it was Todd and Jamie and... Was it Vince? Uh -huh. Yeah, and they're good. Yeah, they're good. For and especially for the, the, they got their style figured out. You know what I mean? Yeah. They know what they're trying to do, and and it makes no sense that they can't, can't get no love from their own town. Like especially because Starfield used to be like a hip little place where, you know. But now, if God, if you're not playing sorry country music at Rick's with some tight ass runs on, then what are you doing? You know, Flash. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. But, one day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe something will come out of all this. Maybe these people... But the, the thing about it is, and I think Spotify and, and shit like that is part of the problem, but the people who like that kind of music are somewhat introverted anyway. And no, nothing wrong with it, because I am myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're happy just listening to it at the house or in their vehicle and stuff. And 
I think we need to bring back house parties, block parties, and things like that. And I think that's where people like Night Surf would shine. If you got the right people together in a little housing area of Startful and Night Surf was your loud ass band, you know what I mean? Yeah. You'd be good to go. Like they would, they would bring it down, you know. You know that's that's what I'm thinking because like uh, I hate where we're at, you know, since uh, COVID and everything, and like everything is locked down. Is I hate these live stream concert shows. <laughs> But it's so dry. Like, I couldn't imagine being the guy playing to the phone, yeah. and then like me being a fan or trying to yeah. learn about new musicians. I was like, this is not the way I wanted you to. Right. I wanted to find you. And then there's no interaction. Like, there's no energy swap. I call it. Like, yeah. you don't see somebody in the crowd grooving off your stuff and start yeah. grooving harder yourself because they're grooving, and then it. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah. yeah, they're having a good time, and you're having a better time. Yeah. You lose all that personal interaction, yeah. I mean, we've I've done it once on my page, but I treated it like a show. Like, uh, I asked Taylor Hollinsworth to play for an hour, yeah. and immediately after it was over, we deleted it because I wanted it to feel like yeah, yeah, you, more you like had, if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. cool. And, I never uh, thought about that, but yeah, it went okay. Mm-hmm. Like, the feedback was good. I could I could see that, and it's a little watered down now. You know, for a while there, right when this first kicked off, every musician and their mom was doing it at the same time, and yeah. it's just like it's all watered down. And then the the bigger musicians started jumping on board, and who's gonna watch? You know, Johnny you Local when this yeah when Billy Strings is playing on his page too. You yeah. know, and that, you know, no offense, but it's just that was what made it made it a thing you could go out to a little bar in Starful and catch a catch a local band like Night Surf out there giving it hell you know what I mean mm-hmm. and you could go out there and, and make some new friends and, and, and learn some new bands and stuff and yeah they got something's <laughs> got to give because all the bars and even you know even the bars that I like to play at in Starful have gone that way and I've seen it like they've this it's either they're the, the, the crowd is like way off in left field or they're way off in Wranglers, you know? It's just not my scene at all. Yeah, it's tough, man. Uh, right. Before it all hit, you know, I was... I started working in Starbucks. I've been working there for a year now. Yeah. And just getting around some of the bars and trying to fill out the scene, and I was like, it ain't one. No, it's really not. When it ought to be. When there's no reason. Yeah. There's no reason you have, that there shouldn't be. You have 20% of the population that flips on itself every year yeah. because it's a college town. Right. There has got to be musicians and music lovers in that group, and like we're just doing cover bands, right? And then on top of that, it's a major SEC college town. Like if there's, there, but it makes no sense for there to be no music scene. And if you go to Oxford, it's the same way. Mm-hmm. It's just watered down in Mississippi now. It's everywhere. Meridian's terrible. I mean, I hate to say that because I'm playing there tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Jackson. I love Jackson to death, but the last time I had a band, a full band play a show in Jackson, my wife stayed at the hotel and somebody got shot and killed in the parking lot of the hotel during our show while she was at the hotel. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's just buck wild. I like it down in Ocean Springs. I love it in that area. That's that's a cool place. Nice, yeah. I wish everybody would kind of get it together a little like that. Tupelo's kind of got a little action, a little nice, like the Adam Morgan guy, the Blue Canoe. Adam Morgan at Blue Canoe, he's got I've played there a couple times. It's been years, but... He's got an idea. Bo Hicks in Tuscaloosa at Druid City Brewing. He just got a bigger place. Yeah. And so when all this passes, he opens up. I can't wait. Yeah. Because that is someone who actually cares for the music community. Right. Number one, because he's a musician. Right. He used to play in bands. He knows what it's like. Right. And he's, yeah. he's, I'm tired of the shit. Right, yeah. Give him a place to play, man. 
And that's, you know, I think it's going to go back to like more of like the the bands are going to kind of have to book their own gigs. Like we're going to have to get together like maybe my band, Night Surf, a couple other good local bands from Starfield and be like, okay guys, if we can rent out this place for this much money, we'll bring our own PAs and mass a big nice PA system. If we can rent out this much place for this much money, we can charge $3 a head and make our money back easy and put on a hell of a show. You know what I mean? And it, those kind of things where you don't really have a lot of rules, you, you know. It's, I think that's what it takes, man, and having a non-profit like you got that, uh, you know, we're trying to build a core of musicians and mm-hmm. we're, we're tired of taking shit. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what it takes. Because if you can show the bar owners, these guys came in and rented my place right, out and right. they drew 150, 200 people. And, and a, a damn cover band don't even bring that. Right. And I tell you what, it's it's not that hard. You know, it, it depends on what your level of making it as a musician is. But for most musicians, it's not that hard to make it. To be happy, play a little music, play some shows when you want to. If you can find, you know, make the right connections. It's not as hard as you might think. For the bars that are out here being assholes to all these musicians and stuff, good luck to you. Because I've been playing music for about seven, eight, nine years now. And I have outlived many a bar that treated me wrong. And I, many, many, many a bars. I've, I've outlived a bunch of them. I have bar owners and everything else. And you see, you know, if you don't treat your entertainment worth the shit, you're not going to have entertainment. And if you don't have entertainment, you're not going to have people. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have people, you don't have a bar. You know, and I've seen it so many times. There's the Echo Lounge in Meridian when the old guy, Mr. Randy Harrison, who did like awesome job running it for years, sold it to this other guy. And as soon as he sold it, just the bottom fell out because this guy coming from Jackson that was supposed to be a musician's bar owner, you know, starts stiffing people left and right, making $300 guarantees with them, and then saying, well, not enough people showed up to my bar, so I'm only going to give you 125 or something like that after they've already came there. Well, fuck you, you know. Yeah. They tried to do it to me. tried to corner me in the back room, and uh, like him and two of his buddies to like tell me that my friends were the only people that came and they drank on and I was like, yeah, well, I'm sorry, I got my part in there. Why couldn't you get your part in there? You know, it's not 100% on the band. And he, and he tried to hand me 100 bucks on a, like a $250, $300 guarantee and I was like, no, dog. You know? Pay up. Yeah, yeah. And then so I had to go get all my buddies and stuff and we had a little standoff back there. He ended up coming off like 225 or something. But, you know, was, and then like two or three months later, he's done. So, yeah. That's it. Karma gets you with itself out. It is. Always works that way. Cool, man. A little bit more on Groove Johnson and um, just the one man band and. You can find two tracks, Groove Johnson, anywhere on on yeah any any streaming iTunes, uh, Spotify. Just look up Groove Johnson. It's Dog in This Fight and Find the Road, and they're uh, they're both self-recorded and produced and mastered and everything but they you know the quality in my opinion it sounds pretty good so just tell me what you think if you hear it and can do man check it out i'll definitely check it out and i'd love for you to share it with me and i'll play it on the show i will definitely definitely because that's my thing is like a lot of like we're we're new and now is we got a musician interview is you played for us yeah i got that part and now, like here, is you can find this anywhere. Yeah, you can go find this if other stuff. It. Yeah, and if you like that, just hang out a few months and listen to this new stuff we got coming because it's gonna knock it. You know I mean, what I'm what I'm hoping? I don't know if we'll get it, but I, I I hope we have like some kind of a renaissance, some kind of a great awakening. It'll be like a Woodstock moment. I hope so. 
I hope so. And, and it'll be yeah. like just pockets everywhere, not just like central to like Woodstock, New yeah. York, or you know. Yeah, no, so we're not as soon as that. all this breaks out, it's just going to be all right. Let's go listen to we've, some. We've had all these musicians hold up. Yeah. And uh, they're having to take it. A lot of people don't think oh, about man, that. Like, I'm, I'm lucky know, enough to have a full time job. Exactly. Me and you are yeah. full time workers. If you and didn't, like music is, oh, man. It's, it's a fun hobby. Right. If you didn't, if you didn't, if you didn't have a full time job today, would be I'd be very mad that the yeah. the whole unemployment stopped today. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Politically, I don't see eye to eye with a lot of people in this area. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Most musicians know. don't. I don't think. Yeah. That's what gives us a voice too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they. I've, I've done. Uh, I've done some research on this, and you can you can just about on stage, depending on the crowd, you can feel the crowd out. But you can just about say whatever the hell you want to into the microphone if you say it right. And I have said all kind of stuff that would make some of these old, <laughs> old good old boys just just pissed off but you know they they didn't catch it but it's you know yeah it's uh it's at, but that's what it's gonna take if, i think if your whole ideal ideology is based on hate and then you're what's wrong you know that's about as far as i'll go with that but if you don't just love the person next to you just because they're next to you and they're alive then you're the problem i would agree with that yeah. completely but i'm thinking house shows and I'm thinking like these pop-up festivals, and I think those are going to be the things. I'm excited for that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope it happens. You're gonna have a shit ton of musicians just ready to play. Like you're gonna have a shit ton of them just like, hey man, I don't care if you pay me twenty bucks. Let's set up a fucking flatbed trailer out here yeah. in the middle of the field and go down. Cause when all this hit, I got a buddy of mine. He got booked to play a festival. They paid ten grand. <whistles> Canceled. Oh. Then he had another festival lined up. It paid four grand. Well, that was his album. Yeah. That's what that was gonna make his next album. Yeah, yeah. And now? No, he's just sitting on sitting it. Now. Sitting on it. Got everything ready. Can't do Man, anything. I need to get in some of them festivals when it kicks back off. I'm telling you. That's what's up though. I I have started. That's what kind. Of, yeah, I feel you though, because I had just started breaking into some of these blues festivals. Man, I had like four or five of them lined up, and I've only so far only one of them has came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I that's that's a little saddening there i had some good stuff i was gonna get to play with rl boys who was like drummer for rl burnside and junior kimbrough played with everybody back in the day yeah and i was gonna get to play with him in early may and that got wiped away yeah that was like the dream of a lifetime there too yeah well man anything else to add or subtract before we walk on out no i guess i'm good it was an awesome meeting you man yeah. i hope after all this is over with we can work up something like i said i would I would love to get a whole bunch of people from up that way lined out and, you know, like Jamie and them and get us up a it's shit. Find somebody's house or something and find somewhere to play. You know, I don't care if I can play on New Hope High School football field or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I helped build the new high school they owe me. <laughs> <laughs> you want to play one more tune? Yeah, I will. I want to do uh, Catfish Blues, which is an old blues song that everybody knows but everybody's done but I want to do it my buddy Jimmy Duck Holmes does it and I want to do it his way because he you know he's the kind of guy who would do anything in the world for me and I want to try to spread his music some so
I'm broke and raggedy too If I clean up baby And I go home with you Go home with your child Said I'm tired That's a. Goes further back than that. Oh, that's written in about the 20s by some woman, and I cannot remember her name. Don't want to embarrass myself, but <laughs> some lady wrote it in Memphis Meaning, I think is her name, back in the 20s. Yeah. 20s or 30s. Well, Philip, thank you so much, man. I'm going to go uh, check out some Indian birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, check it out. Look, Nanawaya Indian Mound. You can climb up on it and just kind of look around, kind of feel the vibe up there. That's about all it is, but it ain't much to it. Just, yeah. just a little short. Off the, off the path and right back on the path. Hell yeah. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.